Welcome to the latest podcast from Greyfriars Church in Reading. Our vision is to see Reading transformed by the love and power of Jesus. You can find out more on our website, greyfriars.org.uk. Enjoy. Right, we're going to start with a little survey this morning, um, just to check that you're all still there. Um, over Christmas, one of the things I enjoyed watching was a little short film by a man called Charlie Mackesy. And I just want to have a little show of hands of anyone who saw the short film, I think it was on Christmas Eve, or has read the book, and I've got to get this in the right order, it's called The Boy, The Mole, The Fox and The Horse. Just a quick show of hands. Have you seen the film? Have you read the book? So that's quite a few of you. Um, if you have seen it, um, you will know that there's something in that little film that they showed on Christmas Eve, and there's something in Charlie's cartoons, you can get the book uh, in the bookshop here, that has deeply touched people across this country and much further beyond, and millions of copies of the book have been sold. And I think it's because the book helps us understand something about what it means to be human. It helps us understand ourselves and others in a better way. And I'm going to come back to that um, in a few minutes. But um, as we begin this new year, if I asked you to look into the mirror, to look deep within yourself, what do you see? Who do you see? If I asked you who are you, what words would you use to describe who you are as an individual? And I don't mean what job you do. I mean... Who really are you? As we start a new year and a new term, we're going to go right back, as you've gathered, to the, big, the book of Genesis and the beginning of the Bible. And we're, in fact, going to do a Bible overview over the next 12 weeks. Now, we're not going to be able to read every page of the Bible in 12 weeks. But as we begin this new year, I do want to encourage you to read the whole Bible. And uh, I do it every year with Bible in one year. You can use whichever plan works for you. Again, there's some in the bookshop. But it is good to read the whole of the Bible, to wake up every morning and start with God's Word. It will grow you in your faith. It will protect you from sin. It will um, help you understand God's purposes for you and guide you in your life. Now, we can't do every single verse and chapter over the next 12 weeks, but what we are going to do is we're going to look at the whole of the Bible, starting today in Genesis, working through to Revelation, through a particular lens, which is the generosity of God. Because when we begin to see God's generosity throughout the whole of Scripture, our hearts are filled with thanksgiving. We're filled with praise and we surrender ourselves again to the Lord because we see more clearly who he is and who we are. So let's just pray for a minute. God would open our eyes in these coming weeks that we would see him more clearly. Heavenly Father, we want to pray, Jesus, that we would see you through Scripture, through our times together in small groups as we gather on Sundays. Lord, open our eyes to your generosity, your goodness. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. God is good. 
and God is generous. These are two truths about our Father in heaven. And we see them right from the beginning of Scripture, right through to the end of the Bible. And uh, for each one of us, I'm sure, as we were singing that last song, it spoke about God's creation. And each one of us can think of somewhere we have been in our lives where we have met powerfully with God. Because we might be at the top of a mountain or on a beautiful beach or by a river or in a forest. So I want you to go to that place now, not literally, I don't want you to all run out the back door, but in your mind, think of that place where you have been, where you met with God. And all of us can think of a place that is God-inspired, God-created, God-breathed. We see his beauty in creation. The beginning of the Bible The very opening words are these, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And we read, if you have a look on uh, page three of the Bible or online, whichever, on your phones, wherever you're looking at the Bible, we read about the Spirit of God hovering over the waters. The earth was formless and empty, darkness covered the surface of the deep. And God speaks into this emptiness. He says, let there be light. This is the beginning of creation. And he goes on to, we read here, to create sky and land and vegetation, the sun, the moon, the birds in the sky, the creatures on the land. And every time God creates, he looks at it and he says, it is good. It is good. And this is what we heard in that reading that Io just read to us. The generosity of God as he gives us food and plants and creatures around us. Those moments that you've had somewhere you've just thought about where you are able to see God because of his goodness and the beauty of his creation. And it's into this rich tapestry of creation that God then creates humanity We come to the sixth day, and it's the sixth section of time. The Hebrew word for a day is yom. And sometimes that's a 24-hour period, sometimes it's a longer period. But this is the, the division of time in which God is creating. And on the sixth day, in verse 26, we read him say, Let us make human beings in our image, in our likeness. And I don't know about you, but as I read that, the first thing I'm thinking is, well, why is it our image and our likeness? Why plural? Who's he talking to? Who's he with? And right here at the beginning of Genesis, at the beginning of Scripture, we see the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You may think, gosh, was it only two weeks ago? But two weeks ago, I was standing here on Christmas Day, and we were reading those words of John 1. And John, as you know, begins his gospel, taking us back to the beginning of Scripture, in the beginning. And what we read is, John writes, the word, that is Jesus, was with God in the beginning. Jesus is right there before the creation of the world. And we know from the beginning of Genesis that the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And so this relational 
interaction between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is there before the world was created. I'm going to come back to that in a moment. In verse 27 of the reading we heard, we read this. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. You are made in the image of God. That is an amazing truth, isn't it? You are made in the image of God. Every single one of you created in the image of God. All humanity is made in the image of God. It says that here in verses 26 and 27. In fact, humanity is the pinnacle of God's creation. And it's this that defines our identity. For those who have questions about who am I? Why am I here on this earth? What is my purpose? What is my life for? This is the beginning of the answer. Humanity is formed by God in the image of God and his likeness. The likeness of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But what does that mean? What does it mean for you to be made in the image of God and in his likeness? Well, it could be about physicality. It, it could well be the fact that when God came to earth, as we celebrated at Christmas in, in the person of Jesus, he came as a human being, not any other creature or animal. So it could be about physicality. It could be about spirituality, that human beings have this unique connection to God through prayer and worship, as we've been doing this morning. So to be made in God's image could be about spirituality as well. It could be about our role to oversee and care for God's creation. And we read that in verse 28 of chapter 1. Debs has just led us in prayer to take that responsibility seriously as we steward God's earth. God has gifted us with this honor and privilege to be the ones who care for his creation. Not to pollute it and fill the ocean with rubbish and discard it. But to love and care for God's creation because it is good. It could be that to be made in the image of God is about relationships. We read here that we are made male and female. And we know from these early chapters of Genesis that God created marriage as the foundation between a man and a woman for family life. And we're going to think more about that this year as the wider church is wrestling with issues of human sexuality. I think that to be made in the image of God is probably about all these things, but perhaps even more importantly, it is about a relationship with our Father in heaven, made possible through Jesus and his life, his death, and his resurrection. We are made in God's image to be sons and daughters of the living God. I'm going to use the New Testament words here. We're made in the image of God to be his chosen people, his church. 
We're made in the image of God to be his light to the world. That's why it says in the atrium, let your light shine. We're made to be his ambassadors, to be his representatives in your place of work tomorrow, your school, your university, your neighborhood, to allow the light of Christ to shine through you, that God would be glorified. In Colossians chapter 1, we read that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. You know, God is not invisible. When people say to you, but I can't see God, you can say he has been revealed fully in Jesus. In his life, through his ministry, as he healed lepers, as he welcomed those who were outsiders, tax collectors and prostitutes, as he forgave those who were caught up in adultery, as he healed and resurrected that young boy and brought him back to life. 2 Corinthians 4 tells us Christ is the likeness of God. So we've got these words, image and likeness. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Christ is the likeness of God. And even more amazing than this, 2 Corinthians 3.18 says we are all, all of us being transformed into the Lord's image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. The more time we spend with our Father in heaven in prayer and worship and reading his word and serving him and giving to him generously, the more we become like him. It's like any good relationship. Asher will be like you, Trini and Tim. Your children will grow up to resemble you in different ways. And that's true for, uh, for us, all of us. We see it in families. We see it in, I love seeing older couples. I should call you more mature couples who've been married for decades. And you can think of some in this community and some you know as friends and family. And as the years roll on, there is a beautiful coming together of two people as they become more like each other. They speak in similar ways. They have similar mannerisms. And this is also true of our relationship with the Lord. The more time we spend with him, the more we reflect his image. You know, there's a reason why Charlie Mackesy's book has hit a chord with the nation and with the world. For those of you who watch that short film, there's a reason why we watch it. And there's something in us that connects with it. Charlie is getting closer to the truth of what it means to be fully human. Charlie's a Christian. His Lord is our Lord. He worships Jesus. And he understands that all of us fear. All of us feel lost at times. All of us know joy. All of us appreciate friendship. And ultimately, all of us are looking for unconditional love. Every single one of us.
that short film begins with the boy saying, I'm lost. And it ends with him saying, home isn't always a place, is it? And we know that it's a relationship. It's a friendship. Most importantly, with our Father in heaven. A connection with our Creator. And here at the beginning of Genesis, God generously invites you and me into this loving, graceful relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And he beckons you in. It's an invitation. Come and join this Trinitarian, heavenly relationship and find your home. And as we do that, we begin to understand what it means to be fully human. And for all of us, this is a journey through life. We're, we're all on this journey together of what it means to become fully human, to be a, a human being, or perhaps as someone once said, a better description is a human becoming. Because we're all being transformed into the likeness of Christ through a process of renewal and resurrection. It's the power of Christ in you and me, the work of the Holy Spirit. And I just want to finish with this. Some people would say that the creation of humanity is the pinnacle of what God is doing here in Genesis. The sixth day is the pinnacle. But I want to remind you there was another day, the seventh day. It's the, called the Sabbath. It's Sunday. It's today. It's the beginning of the week. Sunday is not the end of a week. It is the beginning of a week. This is the holy and sacred day that God has set apart for you and me and all his people to join together as we do, to worship him and to praise him, to give thanks to him for his creation, to give thanks to him for the breath he's put in your lungs and my lungs today, to give thanks to him for children and grandchildren and family and jobs and food and clothes and everything that God has generously given us. If only we could see it as his greatest gift to us today. And the more we see it, the more you become fully human. That is his heart for you and it is my prayer for all of us this year. That our eyes would open and we would see the glory of God's generosity to us. So let's pray and we're going to then stand and respond as we should, which is in worship together. I just want to give you a moment of silence for you to give your thanks to God. Life has its endless challenges. In this world, you will have trouble, said Jesus. But I have overcome it. And so just take a moment to give thanks to God for his goodness to you.
Heavenly Father, we thank you for the wonder of your creation. You are a generous, loving God. Thank you for your invitation to welcome us into that loving dance between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Created to reflect your image into this broken world, but the world that you love so much. And so, Lord, today we choose to praise you and thank you. We ask you would breathe your ruach, the breath of God, into us again. As you did that day you created humanity. As you did on the day when you created each one of us. Fearfully and wonderfully made by God. Breath of God, enter us. Fill us. Transform us into your likeness as we stand now and praise you and glorify you, our loving Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.